Hello everyone and welcome back to the 10th episode of the Tees Valley Sport Podcast. Today I'm joined by Claire and Neil from the Red Karen Eston School Sports Partnership. It's a really interesting episode where we'll listen to what a school sports partnership is, what's part of it for schools, both for the in-school activities and out-school activities. We hear a little bit about how the past year has impacted their roles and how they've managed to keep their relationships with schools so strong over the past year. We'll listen to some of the challenges they've faced and it's just a really interesting insight into what school sports partnership is because I'm sure a lot of parents listen to this and people listen to this will not know what school sports partnership is and the offer that they do support schools and how they do provide so much impact in schools probably a lot of people times that even people realizing they're doing it so please sit back listen to the episode and I hope you enjoy it Hey both, how are you? Good, thanks. All good. Fantastic. Can you both introduce yourselves and your roles, please? So I'm Claire Tennyson, and I'm the Executive Director of the Red Caron Eston Schools for Partnership. My name is Neil Young, and I'm the Assistant Partnership Development Manager for Red Caron Eston School Sports Partnership. Fantastic. So for those that don't know and aren't aware, what is the role of the School Sports Partnership? We first started, it was about just getting children active and it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so we work with schools to get children active, to introduce them to new sports and activities. And then it's sort of grown into mental health, well-being, healthy, active lifestyles, all that sort of thing. I think alongside getting the children active as well, it's supporting the staff. So, you know, from a primary setting point of view, you don't have a specific PE teacher. So it's upskilling all the teachers so they can offer high quality PE, what is physical activity and, and yeah. team teaching with them so they understand what it's all about and then how they can implement it within the school. So providing a real a workforce to implement high quality. Yeah, so a real all-round package, isn't it? As I suppose it's it's not it's offering so much different support to schools. The, the, it's such a valuable thing for schools to have, isn't it? Having that school sports partnership support, it's great. Brilliant. So obviously the last 12 months has been a, a year like absolutely no other. We've just gone to the, the, the anniversary of the year of, of lockdown. So what, what challenges have you faced over this past 12 months in terms of school sports partnership? Yeah, yeah I'll answer this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a tough year um, in terms of the majority of our work is face-to-face. So whether we're in school delivering or we're out on a field or, or in a sports centre, running an event, a festival, a competition, or team teaching a PE lesson. So everything we do is face-to-face. So the biggest challenge for us was having that removed. And then what we could do to continue the support, because you can't just shut everything down and stop. Absolutely. So we had to really rethink our offer and then how that would implement and impact schools and their delivery, because it's a, a total different strand of, of delivery for even the teachers as well. So it was a huge impact from that point of view and, um, and as a team as well. So, you know, you're splitting the team up, you're then working from home, which then adds its own different environments where, you, where you, you know, you've got to overcome as well. And for us, it was um, a critical time because children were locked down in houses. 
um, and we want to make sure that they stayed active. So yesterday we were made aware of a child that um, in the first lockdown had died of deep vein thrombosis from lack wow. of movement. Um, so we've been working with the Youth Spot Trust um, and information about it will go out to schools to make sure that children and parents understand why it's so important to get the kids moving. That's, I didn't have a clue. That's that's a scary, scary thought, isn't it? That that kind of inactivity over a lockdown period has led to that in a child. It's doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? Yeah. And again, I, I guess that just shows again the the absolute importance of your roles to support the schools, doesn't it? That you can help them and give them the guidance, give them those platforms to to really encourage that activity in schools. We just want to make sure that people know that we're we're about, and it's our strap line really, more than sport. We're not trying to get the best footballer or the best netballer. We just want children moving and being active. And, and part of our role is to advocate why it's so important. Absolutely. And in terms of your, your kind of relationships with schools, how has that changed in the past year? Have you found that the schools have, have they come to you for more advice? Have, have they been more kind of proactive in approaching you? How has that been? I think from a, well, well, twofold. From a, from a school point of view, we've just been a support mechanism for them, as we always are. And, and we've produced resources, whether that be PE for the children who are actually accessing school, the key worker children, or for those to then, so then they can have that impact at home. So we've produced lots of resources, fun, enjoyable. And as Claire mentioned earlier, just getting children moving. So we've provided that. In terms of individual teachers getting back to us, they've needed support in terms of how does how does PE look like in someone's front room not everyone's got a great fantastic big garden and the most recent lockdown and the weather and the implications that that plays teachers have come to us to for support in terms of how do we um differentiate what we're doing how does this PE lesson that I'm delivering to these key worker children in our hall at school work for a child who's in their bedroom or in their front room so there's been lots of different types of support, whether that's individual or whole school support. And we, we've been in existence for over 15 years and built some fantastic relationships up with our schools and they're, they're amazing schools. So they know that they can come to us for anything, but we also know that they understand why it's important to get the kids active as well. So they have bought into it and we're just there to support them. You, you mentioned about the... Um, the mental health side of things as well. It, it's a really interesting one because a lot of discussions that you know I've had with, with my roles, I'm sure you're the same within your roles, has been around the mental health support. Do you do you think that's something that as a school sports partnership you might end up having to offer that, you know, the mental health aspect to the schools as well for some support around that that mental health direction as well? We're um we've just been successful in a bid um to run a pilot in a couple of schools. Um, and we're going to set up some clubs. Um, they're going to target children that have really struggled with their mental health and well-being um, and socialising, all that sort of thing. And we're going to target those children and run some clubs um, that are linking to mental health, physical activity, and, and just physical health as well. Hopefully, um, it'll end up rolling out across all the schools. That's fantastic. I think something that... Uh something that I was told we've got a podcast we've actually got a, a series of podcasts around mental health week in, in May and something that I was told and one that we've already recorded was that people have something that people forget is that it's not just we haven't just got physical health we also have that mental health as well that people kind of forget and that you know everyone has mental health and I think that they're, they're kind of 
now falling a bit more hand in hand, aren't they? That people are realising the importance to children specifically after this last year. So I think that that group that you've got, that pilot, I think will be a massive success. And, you know, it's great that you are approaching that topic, which is it's fantastic. And I'm sure, you know, schools will see the benefit as well. I think there's a misconception as well. So if you were to take an inactive child who dislikes physical activity for whatever reason, then they get targeted for mental health and well-being and we need to work with them. But there's also in this in this pandemic, there's the children who are doing sport every day of the week, whether that be within school, whether being active around the playground or going to community clubs on an evening. And that's being stripped away from them as well. So there'll be a whole new audience of people that we need to target, young people, sorry, that we need to target that haven't been targeted before around mental health and well-being. There'll be some children out there that have been removed from what they're used to in terms of a netball club three times a week. Are they going to return? Are they worried and fearful of returning? Have they then become inactive because they now don't want to go back? So there's a whole new strand of young people that we need to look at and cater for. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've mentioned going back to the, the spot of activity. You, you've mentioned about the, the, the child dying because of the inactivity. So, you know, what else is that importance to kids around staying physically active in schools, you know, especially after the past year? What kind of message are you passing on to your schools at the moment? Schools get judged by academic attainment and achievement. So often we use, um, there's lots of research out there that being physically active helps you with that as well. So even just sitting at a desk and you're having the core strength to sit at a desk all day or the fine and gross motor skills to be able to write, Children obviously uh, through lockdown did a little bit less of that and every meeting I've had since um, the staff have told me that children don't have the stamina to work or the strength to sit all day. Um, and we've seen lots and lots of research haven't we around um, that if you move, then your brain works up, wakes up sorry. Um, so it almost goes to sleep if you sit for longer than 20 minutes. It's interesting it's just you know it's I think it's as I said this year has just been such a such a strange year and I think you know getting the schools back in the the actual classroom the bubbles I think it's you know it's great seeing them you know getting active and and doing more and more stuff isn't it and obviously the sport physical activity it's a massive aspect of, of schools moving forward isn't it you know and if you're obviously going to be promoting that to these schools which is it's fantastic isn't it really it's been nice, actually, that the schools have come to us since the 8th of March and coming back and saying they want new ideas and want, they want to get the kids more active than they ever were because they've realised that they are a different child coming back into school and it's needed more than ever. So do you also you know, go into the schools and do you offer them the support in the school directly or is a lot of your work done just via you know, contact over the phone, via emails? Or do you go in and give that kind of... Can this teachers learn from your experiences and your skills and expertise as well? It's a bit of both, isn't it? So we have a, a team of active travel team that go in and actually deliver to the children around pedestrian, um, balanced bike training and bike ability training. Then we have some other staff that will go in and do team teach and work alongside a teacher to improve their competence and confidence so they know that what they're doing. We do... Um, offer schools CPD. So we'll go in um, and train all their staff in a staff training session, or we 
we're on the end of a phone call or a one-to-one -one meeting. So we offer everything really. I think that I think the key word to what we do is sustainability. So everything we do, we want it to be sustainable. So it continues. The active travel team will go in and teach young people how to ride bikes. And the aim of that is that then continue to ride bikes. Ideally, they ride, you know, ride to school. Um, they teach them out across the road. The idea of that is they go out walking and then they can in the knowledge that they can walk safely and venture outside further. When we're working with teachers and going into schools and delivering PE lessons, you would hope when we are removed from that school or that section of work, the teacher's competent and confident to continue to deliver high quality PE. So sustainability is key for us in everything we deliver. Yeah. And ultimately, that's only going to have a knock-on effect and a positive impact on the school, isn't it? If if you are giving the teachers and the staff that confidence and that competence, then you know the the quality and the standard within that school, it's only going to get better, isn't it? You'd like to think. And and over the fifteen years, we've seen that. And um, just an example of them coming to us in March to say we need some more resources to get the children more active is that they understand that message that we've been giving them for the last fifteen years. They understand it. No, that's brilliant. Obviously, you know, you, you've mentioned about the virtual side of things this this past year. Obviously, you know, you've, we've seen the virtual platforms, the the rise in time of what what's happening virtually has just gone massive, hasn't it? Now, do you think that will you be looking to continue virtual competitions, virtual sessions, or are you looking to kind of get face to face back with everything, or are you looking to do a bit of a, a hybrid of both? How do you see that working moving forward? I think one of the one of the positives from it all is we've been even able to engage more young people through doing things virtually so where previously we hold numerous events festivals and competitions and activities and certain children will be picked and brought to an event or a festival or a competition whereas with the virtual offer we've been able to send it on mass and every child can has been able to action that and being able to take part and I think what we want to see moving forward is that opportunity. So, for example, we might hold a face-to-face -face event or festival and limit our numbers. However, we could still offer the virtual side of the event to be run in school. So it may be that 30 young people are having the opportunity of the face-to-face -face festival, but 130 or the remaining of that, of that year group yeah. getting the opportunity to take part in school in their own environment so i think it will stay it won't be as prominent but it is certainly an option to spread our offer wider and we have um different children um like different things within physical activity and sport so some can get intimidated by going and competing against another school um but if they're just competing against themselves or as a personal challenge then then that's great for them. So we will have different levels. Um, and we did that before the pandemic in terms of our development competitions and our really competitive competitions. But this personal challenge through virtual competition is just an added layer, which will be fantastic. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. There's definitely that that face to face competition. Personally, I think it's 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 a really good part of the development of a child. But having that aspect of those that perhaps aren't chosen to go to all the face to face competitions, give them that separate entity, that separate field to be able to do something as well. I think that's a really really important one. So I think that's a it's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Really to to kind of see how we can operate in both worlds. 
But I think getting back to face to face, you know, happy days. I, I can't wait to see people properly again. You know, I've worked from home. I'm sure you guys have worked from home pretty much for a full year now. And, you know, I'm, I'm jealous. I can see you both actually back work in an office. I mean, as I say, it's, it's, I just can't wait to get back out in the real world. And I'm sure the kids are, are excited as well about that side of things as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, um, I spoke to three children from the school we're based in yesterday and I interviewed them about the virtual challenges we've been doing and asked them some questions and three children give me three very different answers and that explains what Claire was talking about. One really enjoyed being in school and taking part in the challenges with their school friends. One young girl loved taking part with her family at home, with her siblings and her mum and dad. And one young man loved doing the challenges at home on his own, but just wished he had the equipment his friends did at school. So three very different answers and three very different needs. And it's just things like that that highlight that you've got to be everything to everyone. That's, that's such, a, such a good comment. That's such a good catchphrase isn't it you've got everything for everyone you know there's there's not one model that suits every single person is there and that's something which I feel that this this past year has highlighted more so than ever you know that it's everyone's needs are different and nearly you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there with that that I think you've you've, you've got it spot on and for us um, and our team it's key that we understand children it's very easy for someone to come into our job that's and someone's loved sport themselves and not really understand why children don't. Um, so it's definitely a strength of our team that we really understand children. Yeah, and I think you have to, don't you? I think it's something that we've talked about within our team is that, you know, we are generally, and our team, we are quite sporty people and, you know, we, we love sport. But for some, they, they don't, and it's finding ways to get them to enjoy some form of physical activity is it's massively important isn't it especially especially for kids at younger ages it's been able to offer that offer for everyone so some everyone can get something out of it isn't it it's just crucial and it's that work we've got to do with parents that got put off by PE when they were at school and they um they don't then see the importance for when they're bringing up their own children yeah absolutely so I want to move on to the, the sporting and strategy. Obviously, you know, it's it's been massively different that this year they've looked at a 10-year launch, which is amazing, really. You know, they have got that kind of, that longer-term drive and that longer-term vision. And for, from your side of things, where do you see, do you see it having a difference in focus of your work? Was anything that kind of stood out to you that you think to yourself, oh, that was amazing. That's, it's what we've always wanted to look towards. It's what we've already been doing, but now we've got the Sport England drive as well for that. We attended the launch and it, it just backed up everything that we were already doing. Um, that a company that is named Sport England isn't just about sport, which is our motto, more than sport. Um, and we've always talked about physical activity, but even breaking it down to movement is fantastic. We love the fact that they've prioritised children and young people as one of their big five um, areas to work with. Um, and then we can just hang our hat on everything that we're doing and linking back to that strategy. And we've also, over the last few months, um, been in many meetings around how the school games focus might change. And that's the directive from Sport England. And that we might target it to uh, around movement and physical activity, whereas in the past it was more sporty. Um, so I think we'll make slow 
changes towards that with the school games but in terms of our partnership uh, we do want to still offer a wide variety of activities for all types of children I think for me the messaging the messaging is key and you mentioned it there someone as big and as bold as Sport England coming on board and really promoting it as a partnership you feel like you're moving dirt with a spoon whereas the JCB's just arrived and you've got the backing of you know the government and the country and and you can give as many messages out as you want and it just gets dilute, diluted in whereas if you've got a national message and the one thing that stands out for me the one thing we've been allowed to do as a country throughout all of this lockdown this pandemic is exercise whether that be on your own or then with someone else or in a group of six the the one message that's remained the same along the whole thing is exercise so you just hope that it is becomes really proactive you see it when you sat watching telly on an evening the adverts are not selling sugary drinks and sweets and snacks it's talking about being physically active so you just hope that that message is then portrayed through everywhere yeah absolutely so do, do you kind of see any kind of new opportunities do you obviously mention the school games model potentially changing is there any potential other opportunities for, for you to you guys to kind of change how you work have you, have you thought of any other ideas around strategy or implementation i think we what we want to do is keep in the back of our head that we want to make a meaningful difference to children and young people um, we're proud to say that our schools can say that every single child in their school can come out to an event across the year because we we managed to offer that but then from that we want to make that meaningful difference uh, and we ask ourselves that so what so they came to an event and they had fun but so what what difference have we made to that child so for us we just want to focus on that moving forward that they either join a local sports club or we work with Tees Valley Sport around putting on some clubs that are more like youth-led sport where they just turn up and have different types of sport and fun on an evening um, and that or they're just doing physical activity and going for a walk and joining the gym we just want to um, incorporate that a little bit more into what we're doing. Awesome. Well, for me, that's everything. And I just want to thank you both for your time. You know, it's great catching up with you both. Great hearing about, you know, what you've done in terms of supporting schools in the in Red Crescent area. It's it's fantastic. And, you know, I'm just so thankful that you've given that time up to kind of let people know what happened and what you're doing in your area and just the importance of the school sports partnership. So, you know, thank you both for, for giving up a little bit of your day today. Thank you. Cheers, no, thank you. Lovely. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye. Cheers. that was a great episode and it was fantastic listening to Claire and Neil talk so passionately about what Schools Parts Partnership does, what support they offer schools and how their roles have changed in the past year and how they've had to adapt, you know, offering that virtual offer, how they're going to now offer that mental health support to children. It's just, it's incredible to listen to how people have to adapt over the past year. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do subscribe to us, subscribe to us on YouTube, or Spotify, or if you listen to our audio podcasts, you know, it does really help us and provide us with some feedback. You know, let us know what's 
what you're enjoying, let us know what you're not enjoying, let us know if there's any topics you'd like us to cover. We have got some really interesting episodes and very interesting ones to look forward to coming up. But as I say, we are really, really open to people's feedback. So, you know, please do let us know what you're enjoying, let us know what you're not enjoying. Then we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.